the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to The Year of Reckoning. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And tonight is, where are we at? Just the 26th of December, whatever day that is right now. Honestly, I've just drawn a blank. It's Tuesday, sorry. Tuesday, December 26th in the year 2023. And we're going to start looking at really what's coming this next year. As we kind of wind down from the year 2023, which has been a dramatic year, many, many things going on. We're looking into 2024, which is going to be equally big and potentially one of the greatest and most disruptive years that we've known of in a long time, if not greater than that. There's so many things that are winding down and coming to a, a collision, and there's really no avoiding what that collision is going to be. And it's really a time right now that we have to get very serious about where we're, what we're doing as a nation, what we're doing as a people, and understand that we're literally coming to a time right now that there is no avoiding the, the bell that's going to toll. Uh, we've got anywhere from immigration to economics to the, the collapse of our military there are many, many things right now that are starting to come to a head, and it's going to be a major, major crisis for all of us in this coming year. So it's something that we have to keep our eye on and something that we can't at all hesitate with to understand that it's going to take everything that we know to be able to get through this and to ultimately overcome. Patriots, one thing that is for sure is that this is going to be an election year, and the presidential election is in November, obviously, but that there's going to be a year of turmoil 24-7 as a result. And that's part of what we're getting at tonight. How we handle this, how we handle everything in our lives is going to really depend on how we get through this. Part of that is going to be how you handle your investment savings. And that means getting your stuff out of the paper currency and getting it backed by precious metals. It's, just, it's critical. It's, just, it's essential. We have Birch Gold Group here for that reason. And they've been with us for well over a year and a half. It's a fantastic group. So for decades, gold has been the choice of investors and central banks to hedge against inflation. And it doesn't change now. So head on, text the, the word BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. And get to know and learn about a tax-sheltered IRA backed by precious metals. That's something they have ready for you, and it's easy to move your stuff over, if you, especially if you have an existing 401k or IRA. And if you do, understand that there's no additional out-of-pocket charge to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold, and just to do that and get yourself secure. It is essential. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers, and you can trust Birch Gold. So this is a time to do it. This is a time when the economy is very unstable, a lot of unknown things, and it's critical that we do what we can to protect what we have. So again, text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. That's BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 to claim your free info kit. And then from there, you can read, 
get informed, and give Birch Gold a call to do it today. Quite a time that we are in. There's no question about it. And it's not a time it's going to be easy for us to get through, but it's really important to understand kind of what is at stake. It's from an article today in the Zero Hedge. We should remember the now modern proverb of Nixon-era economic advisor Herb Stein to the effect that what cannot go on without destroying the nation simply will not go on. In some sense, the country for recent years has been cruising on the fumes from prior and likely better, wiser generations and institutions. In 2024, the, the tab for our current apathy, toxic politics, and incompetence will come due. So it continues, so next year we will likely see the climax of a number of current dangerous ideas, events, and forces which finally will either overwhelm us or be addressed and remedied. We live in the Neronian age, but can recover if we can first understand how we got here and the nature of the suicide we are, we are committing. That's, that's a key word. We have been forced into a place of cultural suicide, and that's what's happening here in the United States. It's also what's happening in Europe. And people are buying into it and careening down that path, which is just painful for us all to witness, especially if you're awake. This, these things include everything from election fraud, which continues, rigged elections, which are the fundamental aspect of how they remain in power. We have the issues of the, the consequence of the vax damage, which is getting worse every day. You have immigration and the replacement policy, which is flooding across our southern border, and the fighting age males that are continuing to amass. We have the economy, which is unstable. The dollar is way overextended, and we are looking at a potential explosion or, or spiral down in part of what they will leverage it to be the Great Reset. And the list just goes on. We have environmental issues. We have the issues of trying to force us into a green policy. All of these things trying to undermine exactly what the United States is to make us into a third world nation. And quite frankly, they're doing an exceptional job. And we're doing an equally exceptional job as a nation of doing essentially nothing. So this creates a lot of problems going forward. So where we want to start tonight is literally mass migration and the blueprints of that. And what has come up for that is a, the group muckraker.com has managed to come up with a series of maps that show that the mass migration we are dealing with right now has been carefully planned. And it's not a migration, but an invasion. And the way they've done this is they have laid out a series of, they've come across these maps, which have literally directed people to where they need to go in the United States, how to navigate up through Central America. And this is all part of global NGOs that are trying to overthrow America. And unfortunately, our government, since it's no longer a government of the people, but owned by foreign powers and by their own crimes that they've done themselves, like pedophilia, they have completely given up on the protection of the, of the U.S. and for its public. And we are seeing, a, as a result, a massive flow across the border. The one issue here is the, one of the maps that Muckraker published was, an, it says, illegal alien invasions maps exposed, critical threat exposing numerous mass migration blueprints. This was on X. And it says that they've obtained multiple maps handed out by non-governmental agencies, which are NGOs, across South and Central America that detail the routes to take to the U.S. and where to cross. So these routes include all sorts of things, from foot routes to car routes to uh, maps that have been created by Doctors Without Borders to encourage people to come in. They've looked at how, to, how foot migration can use, how you can use 
trains, trains, the train network, the transportation networks of all kinds, and to encourage people to flow across the border. This also includes maps of consulates. These are things that have been mapped out by the by the, the UN consulates that they can use throughout Mexico to get safe haven and re, refueled and re, uh, refurbished and continue to push people into this country as fast as possible. Yet Red Cross is also part of this, that the Red Cross has been showing freight train routes across Mexico and how people can move themselves and their, and their, their families. And with this, there's also other guides that are coming out right now and mapping out the details of what people need to do in order to get through immigration to claim asylum, to get free money, whatever else they have to do. All of this is in a war being waged, and the loopholes in our policies are phenomenal, and we have continued to sell that out, and we continue to lose our country on a daily basis. We're talking about a migration issue right now, influx beyond imagination. Here's an example, too, right here. These are two men. I'm going to play this in a minute. This is a man from Guyana, Guyana, who has, has crossed illegally into Lukeville, Arizona, and he's told in this interview, he's asked where he's going to go, and he says he doesn't know, but he then has a piece of paper that says he's going to go to Philadelphia. And this is important because he doesn't even know where he's intended to go, but he's being directed where to go because that's part of what these NGOs are doing. They're creating a network of safe havens that they can move these people in and then move them freely across the nation so they're unrecorded, undocumented, and all part of a greater replacement strategy. Take a listen to this. Okay. Hang on a second. Where are you from? Guinea, Conakry. Where? Guinea, Conakry. Guinea, okay. Yeah. And where in the U.S. do you want to go to? Uh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah. Why Philadelphia? Uh, I have paper. I don't uh, know the place. Let me check the place. Want to check the place. Okay, so just an address in Philadelphia to go to? Okay. Okay. Just an address to go to. And I think that's the key thing here is this is exactly how they move them because there's no tracking of them. And this is a global network that has been built to force migration into our nation and to cause mass destabilization. Unfortunately, it's working very, very well. And it's something that we are not doing much as a nation to stop. I mean, the CBP uh, sources tell Fox, which is Border Patrol, that they have already been over 730,000 migrant entries at the southern border since October 1st a population size greater than the city of Denver arriving at the southern border in less than three months. That's incredible. And those migrations are moving in, and they're all getting settled in. So it is essential that we start to pay attention to really how bad this migration is, because this is all ultimately about a replacement strategy to wipe out the United States. And that is being tagged onto the fact that with this VAX, so let's dig into that a little bit. COVID damage right now is only increasing. If you're paying attention to the sort of deaths that are being posted on Facebook and other areas and collective areas of mourning the deaths of teens, especially deaths of millennials, we're in the tens and tens of thousands right now. If you remember, Edward Dowd had come on before, and his projection was there was 10 million millennials wiped out of the job market. Some of that included permanently damaged and others included death. That does not include the wisdom class or elderly, and it definitely doesn't include the damage that's being done to the youth, nor does it account for the sterilization that we know is happening with this vax with large segments of the population. The whole idea is to drive the birth rate down to such a level that it's impossible for a nation to ever recover, and at the same time, bring in the immigrants, the migrants from the South that are not required to have the vax 
mandates. They're not required to do any of that simply for the sole purpose of bringing in a new flood of people that will ultimately become the new slave class. All of this, again, is being funded by non-governmental organizations and corporations. They're using the 501c3 fronts to funnel money in, to flood them, and to encourage these operations to get people coming across the border. It's, it's a really sick operation, and it's all designed to destroy the United States completely and totally to where we will never, ever be able to recover. That's the type of war we are in, and unfortunately, it's the type of war they're going to continue to accelerate because they're planning on breaking the back of the people to such a degree that we simply cannot recover. That is their hope, and quite frankly, they're doing an exceptional job at it, and it's something that we're going to have to make some major changes to in order to overcome. In addition to that, there's a number of home front issues that are happening that are really disturbing and really keeping people off-putted or off-putting and then trying to keep people off-footed. They can't get an anchor on what's going on. One of those is the Donald Trump issue. The deep state has mapped out a strategy to go after Donald J. Trump, which is a reflection of where we're going as a nation. And this is not getting any better. We started with impeachment, and then we started doing with further investigations, trying to get an indictment. None of these things have been sticking, and they're running out of options because they see Donald Trump in their billionaire-class war as a real threat. Now, is this is one of the, you've heard me say many times. I'm not going to sit here and say that he's all is going to be able to restore the republic by any means. But there is definitely an issue of a war going on between elites, and whatever Trump represents in that war, he is truly on the opposite side of one element of the elites. And they want to do everything they can to try to isolate him. Now, unfortunately, I think that there's a, probably a bigger hand in play in this anyway, which is using Trump as a way to just infuse a war between the people. And the, the idolatry-type worship of Trump is so se- severe at this point in time that there's a, there is a potential to, infuse, to incite a civil war with his assassination. Now, that's something that, that Tucker Carlson said just recently with an interview with Dan Bongino. Let me read what he said. If you felt you already are an, and, are, and you already believed, and a lot of them do, that the worst thing that could happen to the country, and more specifically to you, is the prof- in the professional class is to have Donald Trump as president and everything you have tried has failed, and they have been accelerating steps, protest, impeachment, indictment. How many more arrows do you have in your quiver? And what's the next one? And of course, to quote Tucker Carlson, it's assassination. These, are, I, these points that we're bringing up are all desperate acts. The flooding out of immigration, the idea of accelerating something to the idea of, a, of an assassination. We're looking at the, the rupturing of the economy. We're looking at to trying to take away the power grid. Everything they can are doing this all at once in an asymmetric attack on the nation to try to rupture it to such a degree that the nation itself will never recover. And the key part of that was to destroy the family, which they've done a very effective job of. Because once that was destroyed, the resistance to what they're doing has been greatly weakened. We are truly in a crisis of an of an epic proportion right now that is looking at where these pieces can come together and how we can pull it together. And it's quite frankly, it's not clear how we're going to do it. Other than the fact that we have to anchor ourselves very deeply in prayer. We have to anchor ourselves very deeply in what we understand and what we believe in. And we're going to have to continue to keep our eyes purely on faith and on the Republic. Now I want to play this piece here just to the sense of what we have to face in terms of being prepared. Let's just say the power grid goes out, okay? 
I'm telling you, it's going to happen. I know. I just don't know when it's going to happen. Meaning, is it going to be in 2024 during election year? Because they're scared shitless that Trump could actually win. Is it going to be next five years, 10 years, 15 years? I believe it's going to happen. You best just do whatever you can to be ready for it. Some people are maybe saying, well, I don't have the kind of money. You guys got the money. And da, 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 da. This isn't about money. There's ways of preparing in different ways based on the kind of resources you got. Protect your family. How do you do it? You have to do a little bit of research, a little bit of studying for yourself to find out if that were to happen. Do you have a small generator? Do you have certain things set aside? What method of payment will you use if you don't have any cash or if you don't have what other things do you have to protect your family? I do believe it is something worth talking about with your family to be prepared for this because I think something like this is going to happen next 5, 10, 15, 20 years. And by the way, I do believe it's going to be worse than COVID because at least with COVID, you can stay home, still communicate with others. With this, you stay home. Your internet, security, gate, lights, it's mayhem. Everything's gone. So what do you do? You just got to be prepared for it. These are the sorts of events that they're going to need in order to cover up their crimes. Keep in mind that the truth on the vax, the truth on child sex trafficking, the truth on all of these things is percolating up at a rapid rate. And it's impossible for them to keep it down and to keep it suppressed anymore. And with that, you have these multiple layers of events that are happening that they're going to exploit to try to draw the country into a civil war. Civil wars are great for wiping out history because people's hate for each other, which has been completely engineered, is so intense that they will be blinded and will cause so much damage across this whole thing that it is impossible for a country to ultimately recover. So that right there is a a scenario that we're looking at that is more than just possible. It really seems to be the primary direction in which they are currently running to try to force this into... Are us into a civil war in which we will be able to, we will stay in a blood feud for generations to come. We are seeing some, and we are also seeing just some very strange other events and indicators of just how crazy things are. I don't know if you came across this on Christmas, over Christmas, but Tucker ran the, one of the most bizarre parodies of a um, of an interview, which was apparently with Kevin Spacey, pulling from the idea of House of Cards. What's disturbing about this is that Tucker even ran it because it undermines the legitimacy of what he may be trying to say. But the question is, what was the motive? Because where we're coming to now is a place where people have truly lost hope in the president of the United States. So let me just play this short analysis of this, and then we'll continue. Carlson's interview with Kevin Spacey here on Christmas Eve was a joke. Christmas, you give a statement. It is Christmas Eve. What is your statement specifically this year? You know, Tucker, I think it's just good enough to sip some eggnog and decorate the tree and listen to White Christmas and embrace all the things that make this such a special day. The truth is, I love nothing better on this day than to do a lineup, drink a whiskey and Coke, hit a reindeer with my car, and wish you all the naughtiest Christmas ever. You'll have to. So what we have right now is we just have a, a, a constant barrage of stupid in our media. And a parody of everything, which is the ultimate goal is to degrade our trust in the main institutions and to leave us with little choice. The ultimate goal here, when we get down to the election in 2020, we get to the point of 2024, is going to be that there isn't going to be a choice. Anything that deals with Dominion election systems and election voting systems is completely fraudulent. They know this. They've tried to take Trump off the ballot, which is important for their control mechanism to limit the people's choice forcing the people into a bipolar choice where each choice is the same effect no matter who you vote for. That is ultimately their game plan as we move forward, as they add layers and layers and layers of chaos in this nation in hopes of literally 
creating such a, a measure of distortion and disruption that people literally don't have, won't do anything except disengage. That's one of the big effects of a, of a really well-orchestrated information war against the public is when they begin to disengage and become neutralized, essentially, with their, with their confusion and the weight of the, of the world that they can't control. Here's a great example of just the continued insanity. This is in Kansas. A Kansas high school approved a Satan worship club despite an online petition with over 7,000 signatures to stop the group. When we start to see this sort of open, flagrant push of religious craziness like Satanism into the public schools, you're starting to see as well the depth of this corruption that we're dealing with. We are truly in a, in a tough time here. And it's all of this is about ripping apart the cultural fabric of a nation, un, pulling away the cultural underpinnings, which was our relationship in Christ and in our faith, and stripping that away to such a degree that what we are left as a nation, we are in free fall. The only way through that is for the church to be revived. And for the church to be revived, it's going to have to come from the people, not from the institutions. That's you and I. And we're going to have to start bringing that in from our home churches and other aspects of, of even reviving small churches or starting new churches. Because if we don't, it is literally going to keep, we're going to be, keep falling into these traps of a baseless belief systems where people are migrating to that which is going to be self-fulfilling and the me-focused, all of what Satanism is, thou shalt do what thou will. That is a principle of Satanism that is all about the me. And that is how they continue to trap people in, especially in times of crisis when people can't see a future, don't have any faith or relationship with faith, and are seeking to get answers for themselves to protect themselves, if you will, during these difficult times. Now, the war on, on energy is another big part of this, and it's continuing. We know that we have the green policy. We know that they're trying to, they're building carbon capture systems through the middle Midwest. They're taking away farmland to build these massive carbon capture systems. They're trying to deplete the overall carbon, the uh, CO2 levels. I, should, I say they're CO2 capture systems, not carbon capture. CO2 capture systems. They, they're trying to reduce the global CO2 level to where plants won't grow, hence the reason they're pushing lab-grown food. They're trying to do this for a total control of the people. As they force this down, they can force people into the small, high-density or the high-density living areas with glab-grown food to where everything about the world becomes that of a prison camp, in particular for the United States. We are the target of all things right now. And all the effort, world effort is to destroy us completely so never again can we rise. And this is coming from all angles. It's coming from internal and it's coming from external. It's coming from people in the United States that have been bought off, sold off, sold or sold to whatever contract they've had, even to, and then especially those on the outside that are funding that and waging a war against us. It is a constant and steady attack on the United States that is not getting any better and it's not going to get any less over the coming years as they have, are on a push right now to destroy us in such a way we'll never recover. So is this article, war, Will the War on Coal Leave America in the Dark? As the Biden administration promises to eliminate coal power throughout the United States, energy experts are sounding the alarm about what will be left of the U.S. energy infrastructure if these plans succeed. U.S. climate envoy John Kerry, our favorite lizard head, said on December 2nd at the U.N. COP28 Global Warming Summit, that the Biden administration, quote, will be working to accelerate unabated coal phase-out across the world, building stronger economies 
with and more resilient communities. President Joe Biden said recently of coal plants, we're going to be shutting these down across America and having wind and solar power instead. Wind and solar power cannot replace coal. Wind and solar are very weather dependent and season dependent, and there's no possible way it can destroy coal. Plus its cost is exorbitant by comparison. But again, this isn't the attempt. It's not the attempt to do what's right. It's the attempt to destroy what's necessary to keep a country down. Once you start to rip away the infrastructure, then your people are, have the limited ability to move. And then also, it overall, in the economy, it creates an economy that's not prosperous. And we are we were quickly moved into the dark ages. Look at the power of all of this. And it's, it's, it's essential to start looking at what they're doing. They are creating a situation where the people become completely subservient to their 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 control and then we don't if you aren't prepared it's you don't have a choice so whether it's food whether it's power whether it's fuel to drive run your car whether it's the the economy itself what the buying power of the dollar is all of these things are being employed deployed against us in a critical time to so just devastate the public that the public will give in there are ways through this, but they're not going to be through the system, and you're not going to fix this thing through the vote. But this is, again, the key problem for most people is they don't understand that the system itself is so broken that you can't repair it. Another article is today, this year, our Americans have been hungrier, lonelier, and more desperate. This is a straight outcome of the Great Reset and the, and the targeted goals of the COVID con. The ominous trends that we see around us are taking us somewhere. Needless to say, in 2023, what was not a good year for our country. Hunger and homelessness have been absolutely exploding. The suicide rate just continues to go even higher, and there is chaos in the streets on an almost nightly basis. It is the environment that the election of 2024 will happen. I expect election season to add an additional level of strain on our society, and I don't think that our society will be able to handle it. We are headed for a nightmare, and the point, and at this point, everyone should be able to see that. This article continues, when conditions deliberate deteriorate, it is often those at the bottom of the economic food chain that feel it the first. And right now, food banks and over the nation, all over the nation are dealing with a tsunami of hunger. Food bank leaders from all corners of the, of the country tell USA Today that the, their neighborhood pantries are serving more people while using less resources as economic pressures continue to ravage their budget of low-income Americans and service providers alike. Since pandemic-era boost to government food aid ended earlier this year in many states, families are turning to food banks to, to close the gap in need that feels like it has no end in sight. And it doesn't. That end and that bottom in sight is total and a, a massive destruction of everything we know. Every aspect of our society is being destroyed. And when you take away that much, people are left either to rely on themselves and their local communities or they're left at the mercy of the state. There are so many people that truly are at the mercy of the state. And so the choices that we have going ahead is those that are most vulnerable, we need to be able to address and start supporting. But there's many people that are by free will choosing this path because it's offering them something that is not only unrealistic, but it's truly the trap itself, which is free money. That's the 
idea of having a, a universal basic income, a UBI, where they can get a set amount of money, they can their housing will be provided for them, and their whole living condition is provided by a welfare package. This is the true prison state that's coming. And they're pushing this at a high speed to try to sever people, especially in the rural communities, to make it impossible for rural community people to stand up and ultimately have to migrate into the cities. This has a precedent, by the way. This was done. This was done in the 1600s with the Land Closures Act in England, where literally they started to change the relationship of common law ownership of land to private ownership of land, and they begin to force people off the land and ultimately force them into the cities. If you have seen the movie Fiddler on the Roof, and you've seen, not Fiddler on the Roof, it's um, Oliver Twist, excuse me, Oliver Twist. That movie is based on the concept of the, of these the squalor that happened in England and how it's all around the families being forced in, being forced to be subservient to the new rise of the industrial era and the rise of child labor with it, which I will almost guarantee will increase with the rise of child sex trafficking. Those things go hand in hand. So you're, you're seeing the same effect. And this is what happens to a nation when, we, when you start to be broken this far. The one asset that families have that they have to start relying on are their children in a bad way. So whether it's children have to be exported out for labor or children have to be sold, this is ultimately where you get to the core of destroying a nation so it'll never stand up again. And we are not that far from it. They use the concept of nine meals to anarchy. It's a very important concept to get in mind. Most families don't have more than two days worth of food on their shelves or pantries. When you talk about nine meals to anarchy, you sever the power, you sever money, you start increasing inflation. You don't even have to take things away. You can just increase inflation. Once this happens, people get to a place where they cannot afford to buy food. And without a reserve in their food, in their pantry shelves, you're looking at a vulnerability of total chaos within a nation, within nine meals. Nine meals. That's 72 hours or less. And when that happens, all things, are, all expectations of where you'll go are off. And this is the model that they're pushing and why we push so hard as well on trying to prep and be ready they're going the other way to keep people from prepping to try to keep them in a place where they're vulnerable. We are in a very, very dangerous time in our nation. And especially as we come through the holidays and we see all of what has been happening, there is no question that the, the desperation levels continue to get worse. And they will continue to get worse. They're even now using predictions of a black swan event in 2024, which came from CBS News reporter, and the Black Swan event, just so you know, and we'll, just, we'll get into this, is a significant event that comes out of nowhere that changes the course of everything. So a CBS News investigation reporter, Catherine Herridge, made a dark prediction in 2024 will produce a Black Swan event which shocks the world. Let's take a listen to this piece. Well, mine's a little dark. I just feel a lot of concern that 2024 may be the year of a Black Swan event. This is a national security event with high impact that's very hard to predict. Um, there are a number of cons, uh, concerns that I have that factor into that. Not only this uh, sort of enduring heightened threat level that we're facing, uh, the wars in Israel, also Ukraine. And we're so divided in this country in ways that we haven't seen before. And I think that just creates fertile ground for our adversaries like North Korea, China, and Iran. And that's what uh, concerns me most. Well, let's be clear. The fact that they're speaking about this, she's just a hand puppet of, of the CIA. And so all they're doing is prepping people's minds to program them in anticipation of a major event that's going to come. And this event will be, as she said, it can be anything. 
It could be an EMP. It could be another pandemic, which I doubt they'll be able to get away with that much. It could be a nuclear war. It could be a, a black swan event can, will likely be an event that is orchestrated. 9-11 was a black swan event planned by Mossad using nanothermite, put, put on the pillars of the building so that the buildings looked like they were under attack when, in fact, they were destroyed by enemies within. This is, again, look for something like this. And when you start to wear down people's tensions, you start to hear them agitated and concerned and they're not focused on the other things and fear becomes a greater motivator. Fear allows people to react in such a way that they will give away everything for the sake of being able to protect themselves. Look what they did with COVID. The biggest issue at COVIDCon is the fact that the people rolled up their sleeves and accepted an injection of the worst kind. When we get to these areas and the desperation, we're seeing as well this increase, this radical increase in migration across the border. It's not just people. We're seeing two major thrusts of the immigration across the border, the rise in fighting age males and the rise in the whole principles of of child sex trafficking. These two things are going in parallel, and it's not by accident. Fighting age males are being infiltrated and set up across the nation. Strongholds and safe havens, they're being given to prepare for a moment in time when I don't think there's any question, anybody, I don't think there's any question on this, and that is the fact that they will be activated to to create terror tactics and terror events within the United States. The backbone to this movement as well is the child sex trafficking. That's for the elites. They need children. They need them for sacrifice. They need them for bloodletting, for adrenochrome, and they, they need them for sacrificial worship. They also need them to feed the growing power elite that are pedophiles and sick pedivores that literally need this for their power because it gives them the power of the whole event. These types of things are going to force a change in American mentality. We are going to have to start understanding this war to commit and to fight against it. We are going to have to step up and be patriots like we used to. That means there has to be some very understood, understandable red lines in which we're not going to cross or let be crossed. Defending the children in the United States is going to become a critical aspect of saving any future we have here. Getting families rebuilt means you have to protect the families and you have to protect the children. You have to take away this constant feeder of trying to tear a family down. And the movement of children across this nation and child sex trafficking and the abuse of children is so off scale that if we don't start correcting those two things alone, this nation really has no hope. And that isn't to be a downer, it's to be realistic because we do have a lot of control on where we can go. But people have to start coming to the grips with how much responsibility we have in order to steer this nation back from the very brink. And we are at that brink right now. The election's rigged, and as it is now, it rigged. Child sex trafficking, an integral part of our society that we don't want to recognize. The destruction of children, an integral part of our society now that we don't even want to recognize, whether it's with birth control or whether it's with the, the idea of abortions and even now the idea of transgender surgeries, which is to mutilate children to make sure that they can never reproduce. All of these things are happening. And unless we start to get an understanding of the root of this and how mag- mag- massive it is, we're not pulling this country back. And so it comes a question of what happens to a nation that doesn't respond. And ultimately, that nation gets destroyed and it gets erased. But this mentality that changes has to be one of greater than we've ever imagined. You have to start getting in your head that there are red lines that we absolutely cannot cross. There's a clip that I came across today on the, the series called Reacher. Reacher is a movie with Tom Cruise, but the, the new series is on Prime. And it's a series that they've taken the movies, the two-part movies, and they've turned them into a, a 
obviously a, a series. They're in season two. I want you to hear these words that were spoken on this, and I think they speak for themselves of the magnitude of where we as a nation have to get to to understand what it's going to take to save what we have. What happened in Baghdad? You've been talking to KJ. No. He's been talking to me, but don't change the subject. If we're going to see this thing through, I need to know what kind of person I'm working with. So what happened in Baghdad, Reacher? It wasn't Baghdad. It was a small village 40 clicks north. I was tracking an AWOL PFC. A group of boys, 10, 11 years old, played soccer in a bombed-out hangar every day. Whenever they see me, they'd wave. I waved back. One night, it got real late. They hadn't returned. Between insurgents and IEDs, I wanted to make sure they got home safe. I went back to the hangar so they wouldn't have to walk back alone. Three men from the village were abusing the boys. You can fill in the blanks. I sent the kids away, but stayed to give the adults a choice. They could turn themselves into Iraqi police, or they'd answer to me. I knew they'd come for me. So when they did, I was ready. How did KJ know about this? Clanners have money. Money buys access and information. So, you have a problem with me killing people who hurt children? Because I want to know the kind of person I'm working with. And there you go. I think that quote sums up about everything we need to understand and what it's going to take to take this nation back. To quote Reacher, you have a problem with me killing people that hurt children? Because we need to know what type of people we're working with. The fact of the matter is, if we aren't willing to lay it down hard to protect these children in this nation, we are never going to get a nation back. These children have become the target of everything this deep state does. They go after them in child sex trafficking. They, do, they go after them in the family attacks. They go after them in every tier, from education to the vaccines to everything they can do to destroy the future of this nation. So ask yourself those questions because you have to get real about what this war is about. It's not going to happen by being passive. I am always going to say we fight this war first and foremost through prayer. And we do those in the spiritual realms and principalities that have to take things down. But at the end of the day, there's a red line that you cannot cross or let be crossed anymore. And we've arrived at it because we are a country that is ripe, ripe and rife with pedophiles and, and people that abuse children. They see it as a normal process of their lives. They see it as part of how they gain power. They see it as what they do for business and commerce. When you take all the NGOs that have been part of moving these children up through Central America into this country and from around the world, every single one of those people believe in the exploitation of children. I don't care what they tell you. And all that money that flows in ultimately is flowing in because someone is gaining through the access of those kids, whether it's to be able to put those kids into pornography or whether to put those kids into some sort of child labor issue where they become slave, enslaved to the state or enslaved to a corporation, it is always at the children. These families that have been moving in, they're, 
they're being provided with everything. We have homeless people out in the millions across this country. And the immigrants that are coming across the border are being provided with housing, clothing, food, vouchers for travel, everything they need, including a monthly subsistence. All of this at the expense of the U.S. taxpayer dollars. That's how it's being funded. And we people here are more concerned about paying their taxes than they are about standing up for what is right. So consider those words again, what was just said on this show. And it's important because what Reacher said in that show, in Reacher, was, do you have, me, do you have a problem with me killing people who will harm the children? And the question is, if you have a challenge with that, what are you willing to sacrifice for this nation? Because the children are what the future of this nation is, and they need to be protected. There's no games anymore. There's no punches you can pull. There has been nothing we have done here that has stopped this. And it is important for people to understand that if the Americans don't stand up boldly and draw a red line and say no more at any cost, these predators will continue. And that has to be a statement that's made in every county, at every council meeting, and every and every county commission meeting, that there is a red line that the communities will not cross anymore, that the children are sacred. And with all of these other things moving on, ultimately, we, like I said, you keep bringing it down, bringing it down, bringing it down. What is the common thread? Across the globe, it's the destruction of the family and the destruction of children in, in particular. And children's destruction guarantees them a future of compliance and sla enslavement. The more that they can damage and traumatize the children, the more they can ensure a, suffer a class of being willing to be compliant to their slave labor. This is a critical hour. And it's not one that's easy for many people to accept, but it's where we are. We are in a revolution right now. And from some perspectives, it's a civil war. But it is a war against the government of tyranny that's being backed by corporations and global NGOs that are trying to take this nation away from us and taking and doing it through the most valued asset that every nation has, which is the little ones. And as a nation, if we solve that one thing, everything begins to pivot. We have to wake up. Our children are screaming for help. There are millions of children around the world that are screaming for help. And it's so much of it is coming out of here. We are the number one consumers of child of, of, of pornography and the number one consumer of child, children's pornography. We are the number one consumer of children for sex, which is the whole market of pedophilia. This is unbelievable. And we're letting this happen and turning our head away saying, okay, well, maybe another day or we don't want to look at it right now. I'm uncomfortable. We have to look at it. We have to dig in deep. We have to start looking at the gay and the lesbian movement and asking them, where are you getting your children when they're adopting? If they're adopting, if they were adopting, say, from Ukraine, you have to go to the root and ask those questions. You don't get to adopt from a clinic that sets up mass, they set up birthing clinics where women are being raped, children are being taken from them, and then putting up for adoption to make money. That is all part of this global network. And unfortunately, the reason I point out the gay and lesbian because those two communities were the biggest consumers of Ukraine babies that were adopted. We have to start looking at the practices of these communities and finding out where the real root where this evil is. It's not limited to gay and lesbian communities. But in the whole trans, in this whole LGBTQ movement, you're finding the bulk of the pedophiles in this nation, the children exploiters, child exploiters. We have to start looking deep within our families and finding out what's going on. Child any sort of pornography that somebody's addicted to, you will eventually end up being a consumer of child pornography. That's sick. 
because that is the route because it all deals with an adrenal adrenal boost and trying to get the next high. And ultimately, that leads you from a route of soft porn to hard porn to ultimately child porn. It's proven. It's the route that it goes. It's pure evil. So men, if you are addicted to porn, women, if you're addicted to porn, which is the latest and fastest growing movement in pornography, you are a problem and you are a contributor to the greater global problem of what's tearing this nation apart. All of these things have to be put on the table because our families now are truly broken. We are, a, we are fragmented as a nation. The idea of a core family where they have strong values and can endure the time is really more of a, a minority than it is a majority issue. And that didn't, that's not the way it used to be, but that's an execution of a very effective fight against the United States. So we can reset this, but the process ahead is going to be, de- be demanding beyond, beyond measure. And we have to be willing to draw those red lines to understand where we're able to go and what we're not willing to have happen in this nation anymore. And from that point comes the rise of the people again to take this nation back. I have always said and always believed that the children are the one piece that unites us. It will unite past race. It unites past past religion. And it reunites past the other ideas of culture whether it's Native American culture, whether it's black culture, white culture, Hispanic culture, we come together on a common ground. Leave your hands off the children. And we have to get there as a collective whole to say enough is enough. So get your red lines in your head because this war is real and 2024 is going to be a major test for us to see where we go as a nation because our tab is due. We have pushed the limits on everything so far that there's not much question that what's ahead of us is going to literally push us to a point of making a, seeing a country tip and then this, and collapse and where it's going to go. It will be up to us as the people to come together and guide it to the right place. But the election year of 2024 is all about them in power, seizing power to such a degree that we will never get it out of their hands again. Election 2024 is about guaranteed about black swan events to disrupt everything so far that people won't be able to keep their senses and will give away more of their authorities. All of that because if they don't have these major events, they can't cover their crimes. And what are their largest crimes right now? Three right off the top. One is the economy. The amount of rape and pillage that they've done economically across the globe is beyond scale. Number two is literally is a war against people through the vax. The killing of people in mass, in mass, Millions in mass with an injection that they know would be part of a depopulation agenda that has left millions others disabled and millions and millions we don't even know sterilized so they can't produce children again. And the third one and the most important one is the war that they've been waging for years on children, the child sex trafficking, the pornography, the ritual abuse, the ritual sacrifice. All of these things have been happening and the level and scale of that crime would make most people sick beyond measure. Remember, the Catholic Church insider of course said that there are 7 billion children, 7 million, excuse me, 7 million children trafficked every year. That's 7 million globally. 7 million. That's the level of, of issue we are dealing with on the level of crime. And that's new people in the system every year. Patriots, we have to draw a red line and you've got to get clear on where we're going. Because it's not going to be an easy road. And it's going to require all of us to have to make some hard decisions and really understand what, whom we serve and what we're willing to sacrifice. 
Because at the at risk now is whether we're going to be able to pull this nation back. And unless we throw in hard and are willing to throw in hard, more importantly, truly, we're going to watch it stripped away from us and we're going to become the victims of a slave economy in which we will have no escape. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today humbled and blessed in the opportunity we have in this fellowship. And we again, we pray each day for the focus on waging a war spiritually first to try to tear apart these principalities and this evil that is constantly waging a war against the family and against the children. When all things are watered down, Father, there's absolutely no question that what we are facing right now is a collapse of the system beyond measure. We are facing a time and a place where children have ultimately become the ultimate target and ultimate desire of those in the elites, whether it's for their power, whether it's for their ritual abuse, whether it's for the economy and money that they represent, all of these things are at the root of children, including the use of children for pornography, which fuels yet another industry altogether. So, Father, we pray against that, and we, and we pray against that sort of evil, breaking its stronghold and waging war spiritually against this in the most mighty way, raising the sort of spirit to destroy these ties and bonds and these influences that come from the spirit realm into this world. And equally, Father, we pray against the controls and the bonds that are binding people to the consumption of these products, this pornography, the obsession with children for sex, this has to end. And as much as we want to look across a wide field of influences in the world, what we know ultimately is everything ultimately waters down to coming after the children and destroying the family. So, Father, we pray into a blessing of protection around children and a blessing of protection to restore the family. These two are at the center of all things to restore this nation. Guide us and bless us, and we say these things in Christ's name. Amen. There is no question of where this root is in this, in this fight. And we can talk about all these things politically. You can talk about Act of 1871. You can talk about resetting the Constitution. You can talk about going back to a true republic, a representative republic. Everything in here has substance except this. Little fact is critical. Unless you can get to a moral shift in a nation, we're not going anywhere. We're going to lose the, the, the war, even though we might win some battles. And these battles are centered around some common themes. Ultimately, the moral bankruptcy of this nation is reflected in how we value children, and we have to get back to the right of valuing of children as God intends to protect the little ones. So patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I will see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe, to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal, but that is a dangerous, 
defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable. And we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray, we stand, we live by the words, in God we trust, we fear nothing, we are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. 